Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Peyton Thorne is named QB1 for week one versus UMass for the Auburn Tigers. And we give our best case versus worst case scenarios for the 2023 season on this Friday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? What is up, Up Tempo gang? A lot of news to talk about, man. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Blake, how are you, my guy? What is up, Auburn family? Uh, exciting news out of the uh, out of the football program. This afternoon, uh, the the fan base is excited. Uh, I know uh, we have a QB one that has been named uh, for the UMass game, uh, and Dustin, I know we're here to talk about it. Uh, I know there is exciting times coming up on the plains, and just waiting on September second, brother. I know, and you know what's exciting to me and you, and we are. I truly feel this, and this isn't a shout at anybody. We yeah. are an anomaly in the Auburn podcast game here. Mm-hmm. We're excited because after tonight. We're going to do non-quarterback episodes. And I know that blows some people's mind out there, but me and Blake like offensive line, defensive line, secondaries, linebackers, running back, and can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to talk about it. But let's get in here, Blake. Let's get right to it, man. The Michigan State transfer, Peyton Thorne. And I'm going to let you kick it off, buddy, because since the moment we signed Peyton Thorne, you have been steadfast in saying that you believe that he will be QB1. Uh, a little shaky after this weekend, but Hugh comes out in the day in his press conference and says, this is our guy. So, Blake, the floor is yours. Yeah, Dustin, and, and why I was so high on this guy, let's go back to when Hugh Freeze took the job and everybody said, hey, we need to go to the portal to get a quarterback, right? Uh, because a lot of people just didn't feel like Robbie, uh, you know, they, the 49% completion percentage and all of that, you know, the fan base was just going crazy, right? So we trust Hugh Freeze, all right? Obviously, he know he knows way more about Paul than any of us, correct? Uh, so uh, Hugh gets the job, and there was a lot of heat about Casey Thompson from Nebraska, and they were going to bring him in on a visit. And then Peyton Thorne hit the portal, right? And when I saw Peyton Thorne hit the portal, I said, look, this is a guy that won 11 ball games." Uh, he's played in big-time games, played against pretty damn good defenses in, in the Pitt Panthers and in, in that big bowl game with Michigan State. Uh, so he's played – he's been around the block, right? He, he's played in the big moment. Uh, he's thrown for over 3,000 yards. He's thrown for 27 touchdown passes. Uh, the, the kid's got an arm, man. There's one against Pitt uh, down the right sideline. He just dropped in a bucket. Uh, and the guy was – I think he was short by like half a yard. You know, they marked it down. At, at first they called it a touchdown, but they marked it down uh, inside the one. Uh, and it was just a beautiful ball. Now, let's go back to last year. Michigan State, they weren't very good. Offensive line was terrible. Uh, he made bad decisions, bad throws, was leaving the pocket a little early. Uh, and and some people really dig into that and they look at it and they say, okay, well, 
Like, who does that really remind you of, right? It kind of looked like the Auburn team from last year, Robbie, you know, having to leave the pocket and escape the pocket and try to make plays. Uh, so I felt like when when Hugh went and got this guy in Peyton Thorne, he gets him to campus, he commits, he says, hey, I'm signing with Auburn. Um, I feel like the fan base kind of got excited, Dustin, uh, because, you know, you look at the 11-2 and two season. Uh, but I feel like uh, some people might not have looked at uh, also the, the 2022 season where there were the flaws, right? And I know Ike would watch the film. You know, he kind of pointed some things out and was like, hey, you know, like here's some stuff. Uh, so I was excited because of the big games, the big moments. He's played in the big stadiums. You know, he he's thrown for over 3,000 yards. But I felt like this was always Hugh's guy. And I kept I kept staying, uh, staying on the, the point of Hugh went and got him for a reason, right? Hugh brought him in. And I made this point to you the other day. All right, you, you look at this in, in real life, right? You're on a job site. You have a boss. Your boss, he moves on, retires, gets let go, whatever. You get a new boss come in, all right? He makes his way onto the job site. What does he do to the current employees? He's going to bring in his own team. Exactly. He's going to bring in his own team. He's going to push some of those guys to the back. And if one of those guys sticks out, he might bring that guy forward and say, hey, look, all right, I doubted you. Key, Damari Austin, right? Mm. He looked at Damari Austin and he said, I'll be straight up with you. I doubted you. Like, I, I didn't know you could ball like this. Right. And, and you're Batiste. a – Yeah, and, and brought in Batiste, you know. And I think that's kind of what happened uh, in this case, right? Like, like Peyton was his guy. Now, I do think it was a legitimate competition. Let's not get that twisted. I, I do think he gave Robbie every opportunity, okay? But at the end of the day – he went and got a legitimate Power 5 starter from Michigan State to come in and take this QB1 job. And we said it a couple weeks ago, Dustin, like Robbie would have to outshine him by far. Right. And I'm not sure he did that, you know. So, obviously, Peyton Thorne getting named QB1, it wasn't a big surprise to me because I felt like, hey, I stayed on this. I, I stayed with Peyton Thorne, and I felt like just from the beginning when he signed, and the arm talent, the completion percentage, uh, you know, being up in the 60s. And and I just felt like there was a little more upside for Peyton to be the quarterback in this system uh, and, and Robbie still having that room to grow. And look, the journey is not over uh, over for Robbie Ashford. It's not, man. Like, I see all these people uh, coming out on social media and say, oh, well, Robbie lost the job. You know, like, there it is. He, he might transfer. Like, Stop. You know, Robbie's at Auburn. He transferred from Oregon to Auburn. He has mentioned plenty of times he loves Auburn. All right. I don't think Robbie goes anywhere. I think Robbie's going to play. And we'll get into that in just a minute, Dustin. Uh, but I also think you're going to see Robbie in game one. All right. Against mm -hmm. UMass. Like, I, this is, yeah, th this isn't. This isn't completely over with now. And and I know Ike mentioned that the other night where, say, Peyton goes out against UMass and he kind of struggles and, and Robbie gets his opportunity. All right? It's not over. All right? But I think Peyton, 
and just had a firm grip, even missing spring. I just think when he come in, he had a firm grip because at the end of the day, are we going to run the ball? Yes. But what does Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze want to do? They want to throw the football, and they want to throw the football down the field, intermediate routes, uh, crossers, all of that kind of stuff. And Robbie just really struggled on his short game last year. And I feel like Peyton is just a little bit more consistent. And the leadership, Hugh mentioned leadership in the huddle, getting guys set up right, getting protection set up right with his O-line. I just feel like it was a little more firm of a grip with Peyton than it was Robbie. But do not give up on Robbie Ashford, man. There, He is going to be on the field. I, I just think he is too good of an athlete for him to sit on the bench for four quarters and not have his hands on the football at some point in the game. I really I really believe that, Dustin. I'm not yeah. giving up on nine, and I never have. Even though I always told you, I said Peyton's the quarterback, but have I ever given up on nine? And I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do in it. Our, even in our private conversations, you always put the caveat, I love Robbie. I love Robbie. I tell you that all the time. All right, I love Robbie. I think he can make plays for this football team. Inside the red zone, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago on this show. Inside the red zone, man, you bring nine on the field, and what do defenses have to do? They have to sit there and go, okay, well, there's a guy we have to account for, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, he can he can run it, all right? He can throw it, all right? Usually when you bring a guy in for the the wildcat or, or things like that, you know, uh, they immediately say, hey, it's, it's run. You know, they're going to run the football. But with Robbie, is it a run? Because he can drop back and throw it, you know? So you don't know. That's the wild card with Robbie. I mean, he can do anything, man. And and uh, the read option, I would love to see him. I'd love to see him pull one and take off around the left end. Or, you know, I, I just think he's a dynamic playmaker and he can't sit the bench for four quarters, man. I just don't see it happening. You make a lot of good points, Blake. And uh, this kind of goes towards what we'll get into at the end here. But it, to off what you just said, like on our best case, worst case scenario, there's a scenario here where things outside of Peyton Thorne's doing can lead to Robbie Ashford getting the job. If, say, we go down right now, half our receiver room is hurt, right? Cam Brown mm-hmm. just returned to practice today. We're going to talk about receivers as well. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say that that's the thing all year. The receivers, let's say we're missing five, six, seven guys by the end of the year. Let's say the O-line gets busted up like it did last year. It could get to the point to where, like we saw with Holden last year, where it was like, well, we can't give Holden a shot because he doesn't. he's not going to have a fair shot. And we had to use Robbie because he was the only one that could escape the pressure and give us a chance to get first downs. There is a scenario, I think it's unlikely, but there is a scenario outside of Peyton Thorne's performance where we have to simplify it, like you said, and just go read option with Robbie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the offensive line will get that bad this year. A lot of injuries would have to happen. That's worst case scenario, like I said. But that is a, that is a reality. That is something that could happen. So uh, I'm going to talk about – Thorn first and then get into how this goes into the other quarterbacks because it's hard to not mention one without the other when you're in a race, right? Um, what you talk about with Thorn being a two-year starter at a Power 5 program, the Big Ten is the closest thing to the SEC. Michigan State is no joke, and there's a lot of similarities there, right? Auburn's a better program than historically, but they got a program in their state that's the bigger dog like we got. Yeah. You know, There's a lot of stuff there. Not you know, Second in the state, this, that, and the other, still a big-time program. But they get about eighty thousand a game. That's a big program up there, mm-hmm. and he's been a two-year starter. He understands everything and all those intangible stuffs. And I've mentioned this show probably three times since it's been out. If you haven't watched the quarterback show on Netflix, just to mm-hmm. understand the game of football, 
And just so maybe you'll never make that point of these guys make too much money again. Go watch that show. Yeah. And you'll see what goes into being a quarterback at a high yeah. level. And then listen to Hugh talk about what he expects from his quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So Peyton has done all the things. Now, this is where it gets it got a little cloudy and I had to do some investigating today for some people that would know more because full disclosure, we say this all the time. I love everybody that watches this show and hits the like because me and Blake are blue collar as hell. Blake welds all day. I plumb all day. We're not in Auburn. We go off of what we can get from people that are at practice or this, that, and the other. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, you know, I'm just saying I'm not there. My eyes right. aren't there. So I've got to trust the people that are there. So, but the people that I trust coming out of Saturday were saying, hey, today, now this is specific to Saturday scrimmage. They said, hey, today was Holden, then Robbie, and that was close, and there was a gap, and then Thorne. So my question, and I thought it was a natural question to ask was, well, Wednesday was the first day of school, so they didn't practice. I think I'm correct in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, Wednesday so, was an off day. Right, so Monday and Tuesday they practiced. So, and Sunday they didn't practice because they were reviewing mm -hmm. the scrimmage and everything. So I had to ask the question and only two practices. That's kind of, I thought that if he, if, and Hugh said it after the scrimmage, right? He said, Thorne, he said that that was basically the way it went. He pretty much confirmed Mike G got quilled, killed for that tweet. First off, y'all can't read and listen to people that were killing him. Mike said, this is about the scrimmage. Clarify clarified that in three, four shows since then. but ne yeah. And then Hugh came out and said, that's how the scrimmage played out, basically. So I don't know what – that he never said, this is the pecking order of the depth chart. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but that's the way that that played out Saturday. So my question was, was two practices later, how do we get to the point to where Holden is the third guy and, and this, that, and the other? And um, without even giving away what I was told, listen to Hugh's press conference today. It's a lot of the same stuff, Blake. When he talked about holding, he talked about pre-snap. He talked about the right reads on the RPO, which I can, which totally makes sense because Holden fit Brian Harson's style. Holden was draft or was recruited to be a pro-style quarterback. Mm -hmm. Now he's in the RPO system. I can see him not quite getting it right now. I got it still mm -hmm. never started a game. And I can understand Hughes saying, look, I have to win seven to eight games this year, at least six. So I'm going to roll with guys that have experience versus gambling on a guy that doesn't. I understand that. There's an argument to make to say, well, you got three cupcake games to get the guy ready for the real stuff, but I get it. And I'm going to trust him. If if he thinks that he was the third, then I'm going to say, okay, he probably wasn't close to, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to trust you on saying the guy's the third. Well, if you maybe missed on one or two, that's a lot more understandable and reasonable to, to, to speculate on than saying the third guy really should have been the one. I would make the point, though, Holden be ready because he won games last year with his three and his four. So everybody's got to be ready to roll. And he talked about that today. He mentioned what he went through at Liberty last year. Um, but I asked that question about how do we get here two practices later if Robbie has improved on everything that we've heard? And it's just about consistency and all those things. Yep. So if Robbie has improved with leadership and some of this off-the-field stuff and on-the-field type leadership, but maybe he's improved a lot, but maybe there's still some things that aren't quite where they need to be. And I, I think Hugh kind of has said that. Don't listen to me. I'm kind of speaking in code here, but listen to what Hugh said. Because he's continued to use words talking specifically about this quarterback room. Pre-Peyton Thorne. Mm -hmm. Maturity. 
these kind of things. Look, everything we've heard, and again, speculation, but I think that Hughes kind of backed some of the things I'm about to say, and I think they're out there enough that I feel comfortable saying these things. Robbie's improved on his short throws. Robbie's improved on his intermediate throws. Robbie's improved in turning the ball. Didn't turn the ball over Saturday. Mm. Robbie's improved in all these things. So, and this race was a little bit closer, a little bit closer than I, than even I think a lot of people listening to this podcast right now realize. And there'll be some stuff that might come out one day where you go, oh, okay. This was, this was close and this isn't over. This is a starter versus UMass. That's what this means. That means Peyton Thorne will start versus UMass. You said it. Robbie will get reps with the ones versus UMass. So now, Robbie Ashford, I'm, I hope you're not listening to this. Hope you're, but but if you are, brother, stay locked in, man. Stay yes. locked in. Peyton Thorne can go down the first drive versus UMass, just like Liberty's QB1 did last year. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to you. Drew, Drew Blett, and I'm not saying don't kill. I'm not saying Robbie's going to be Tom Brady. But it's the most classic example. Drew yep. Bledsoe was a dude. Drew yeah. Bledsoe wasn't some bum they were looking to get out. Bledsoe was a dude. And a guy yep. like Bill Belichick can damn sure win with a Drew Bledsoe. Didn't get a spot back. Robbie, you're going to get that chance, man. This is not over. Peyton didn't run away with this. This is not over. Stay ready. Stay ready. This is the SEC. You're one injury away. And we have a tough stretch. <laughs> Verse. A&M, Georgia, LSU. If things get real in that stretch, might have to turn. And again, maybe it's not even Peyton Thorne. Maybe we just don't have the receivers. Because guess what still come up even today? Guess who's what guess what position group's still not getting the job done, Blake? Receivers. Yep. And I've tried to be optimistic about them, but Hugh keeps talking about it. They're not getting the job done on the level that and he he has high. That's the thing too. I think that our expectations of receivers as Auburn fans are nowhere near what Hugh Freeze's are. We haven't even we we can't comprehend Hugh Freeze's expectations for mm. wide receivers. Really, we can't. Mm. He he mentioned it today. He said this this not having a thousand yard guy is just he don't even know how to deal with it. He was basically saying, I'm not going to have it, is what he was saying. Did you see his reaction to when they told him that Auburn only had two 1,000-yard <laughs> receivers in, in program history? Yeah. yeah. He said, wow, that's yeah, Perry, shocking. Yeah, Perry Thompson will tie that at least by himself. But uh, yeah, I feel good about that. But the, yeah. the, the point I'm making here is just hold him, be ready. And on hold him, this is still – he's a redshirt freshman this year. Next year, he will be a redshirt sophomore. This whole idea that Holden's out, he's going to transfer. Yeah. Peyton Thorne has a good year and goes to the league. Yeah. And then he's sitting right there with the opportunity to start as a redshirt sophomore with still plenty of years of eligibility. The good programs, Blake, their quarterbacks sit a couple years. It's just not this thing where it's like, oh, my goodness, Holden's just going to have to dip, right? Like, there's an opportunity Yep. For Holden to make a name for himself, for Holden to get in there. So both these guys got to stay locked in. When we're talking about Robbie, um, so Hugh with this quote here, Hugh Freeze on Robbie Ashford. He said, if Robbie handles this the right way, he will always have a package. I want to make two points on this before I pass it to you, Blake, and get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. One, just to my point of staying ready. Brother, you're going to get in the game anyway. You're going to get in with the ones anyway. You're one inch, all the stuff I just said, but – and we've had this kind of different guests have had different, some guys have said, you know, 
no reps if we're moving the ball. A guy like Jake said, I think he gets 15 to 20 because you have to get, you know, I think it falls somewhere in between the middle, obviously. But, like, everyone has a different idea of how many reps they think Robbie gets. Everyone agrees, and he has said he's going to get reps. So the package is there, but look at the wording of this. If Robbie handles this the right way. Guys, how many keys, how many silent little hints does Hugh have to give you as to what's going on here? There's just some little stuff above the shoulders that Robbie's got to clean up. And he's cleaning it up. He's still a young man. He's getting better at some of these things. But there's still some things where Robbie's got to be consistent with him. Just be mm-hmm. a little bit more consistent with him. It's where that whole team can buy into you. But we're going to see Robbie Ashford. He's a dynamic athlete. Um, best case scenario always is that QB1, Peyton Thorne, stays QB1 throughout the year. But um, I guess that's just kind of my overall message with this, Blake, is like I understand everybody getting in camps. Just in my family, I've got holding guys. Y'all know I rock with Robbie. Mm-hmm. We've got Peyton guys. I think the important thing to remember here is let's just win the damn game. Let's just win the That's game. True. And I don't think that this year, that quarterback, man, I'll word it this way the drop between one and three in that room is not that huge. I don't, there's some differences in experience okay. and things like that. But if we if it if it has to be holding because the other two guys fall, I'm not going into that game going, oh God. Now maybe if it's at Georgia and it's holding's first start, then you're like, okay, shit, this isn't ideal. But yeah. like I trust, I trust all three of these guys. I think that bringing in bringing in Peyton made Robbie significantly better. I think mm-hmm. that bringing in Peyton had you got the best of Holden. You got the best of Robbie. So Hugh did his job right there. Right there, the job was done because he raised the floor of the QB room and that competition brought the best out of Holden and Robbie. So good for Holden. Way to step up to the challenge, young man. Good for Robbie. Way to step up to the challenge, young man. You did so much to, to throw your like name in this race legit and you're still right in it. They got a scrimmage Saturday, Blake. What mm-hmm. if it goes this way again? What yeah. if Robbie is the best again or, or Holden? But let's say Robbie's the best this time because it was close. The reports are and everything we've heard from people that were actually there were that it was close between Holden and Robbie. Let's say that same scenario plays out again. I still, I mean, Hugh said Thorne's the guy, so Thorne will be the guy. But boy, wouldn't you have to go, man, that's two in a row, and take note of it? So long, long way to go here. Everybody, though, we said this the other night before the decision was made. No matter who your preference is, and I understand the passion behind quarterback position. I've, I've noticed this as we've already doing the podcast. It's very interesting. But um, it's very interesting to see how much people ride with their guy. But whoever takes snaps from underneath Avery Jones, let's support him. Let's ride with him. And Hugh Freeze will win with whoever. He can win with whoever. And the game plan for this team this year, Blake, will to be established to run first and foremost, no matter who the QB is. Going into the game, it'll be about getting Jarquez going first. And then the passing game will set up. That's whether it's Robbie, Holden, or knock my mic over here, or Peyton Thorne, right? Yeah. You're going to have to establish a run. So, Dustin, can I just say one thing, man, about uh, the Auburn fan base and, and things that I've just kind of been seeing about uh, one of one of my guys, our guys, uh, is uh, like I saw people today come out and say, like, Mike G is in shambles or 
uh, ha, Mike G got it all wrong, or how did Mike G have Holden or uh, Robbie ahead of Peyton and all of this stuff? Uh, can can we just stop, man, and like stop making it about certain things? Right. Like it's super childish, okay? Like Mike G is giving to you what he is told, okay? Like he is reporting to you everything that is told to him. Okay, like if he's not just making all of this no stuff, agenda up. Here. yeah, like, like, and there's he's not feeling one way towards one guy and another way towards another player. The dude is close to these kids, okay? Yeah, the you're watching the fire sides, yeah, exactly. Dude sits around a fireside chat and 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 they have food and conversation about life, okay. A lot and of discussions going on off camera too, Blake. And 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 look, I'm I'm sorry to get off on this rant, and this isn't a, really it. about football, but I'm just going to take up for one of my guys and say it's not about anything other than Auburn winning football games. Because let me tell you something: Mike G went to Auburn University. Mike G wants to see Auburn University win football games, whether he is. Whatever, whether it's Holden Garner, Robbie Ashford, Peyton Thorne, whether Jarquez Hunter has to get in the Wildcat and and drive us <laughs> down the field like Mark Ingram did against South Carolina in 2009, okay? Like, that's period. That's all Mike G cares about is his alma mater winning football games. So just, just stop with all the stuff, the arguing amongst the fan base of who the quarterback's going to be. And, like, let's just win football games. How about that? Like right. let's let's back our guy. You said it best with Jake Crane today. He's it, Jake threw a tweet out, and Jake said, uh, "How do you feel about Hugh Freeze naming Peyton Thorne the starting quarterback?" And you said, "Get behind Peyton and get behind head coach Hugh Freeze and support them 150 percent." That's all I'm asking, man. That's all I'm asking. None of the TJ and Bo Nick stuff. Like we got to move past that. We got to stop acting like children. We got to move past uh, TJ or Bo or whatever, like them every week, it just felt like it was an argument within this fan base of who was the quarterback, uh, who was going to start in Baton Rouge. Like, who cares, man? Let's just go win a damn football game, honestly. And today is Mike G's birthday. Happy birthday. Hey. Uh, and, and and so, you know, I wanted to throw that out there. And by the time you guys are seeing this, it would be yesterday. But, look. I'm going to take up for my guy. He does a hell of a job. He is one of the hardest working people in this industry. Uh, and and you don't see the stuff behind the scenes that he does. Yeah. And, and like the fireside chats where he, he sits down and, and takes time out of his days where Mike G, like he said today on Twitter, I'm, I might not be feeling the best. And he said a year ago, I didn't know if this birthday was even going to be possible. Okay. So, I'm just kind of tired. I'm I'm like I'm over it, man. And 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 it's it's like throughout the whole fan base. It, it just feels like we're at each other's necks sometimes. You know what I'm yeah. you know what I'm saying? Dustin? Yeah, for sure. And think about it. Go back to 2010. What did we say? Family all in. You yep. think it's any coincidence that when we were all in together, we won the damn natty? Yep. This all it all plays a part, man. This all goes full circle. I've said it a million times, and we all know the examples of the power that this fan base has. So yes. That I want Robbie Ashford to be named QB1. Yes, I did. I'm not about to sit out here and come out and, and, and crap on it. And, well, I heard this or I heard that. I'm not about to tweet out. No. Like you yeah. said, I tweeted, let's, let's get behind him. He's our guy. I, res I respected you for hanging with Robbie, right? I, I was like, hey, bro, that's your guy. You know, like you're, and, and hey, it, would I have been mad if Robbie Ashford would have won the job? Absolutely not. I'd have been like, hey, let's go, nine. 
All right. Yeah. And I've tried to. I think I've been pretty fair in all my talking about it. And I, I still predicted Thorne to be the star of the whole offseason, right? Yeah, and, and even the other night when we did the predictions on, on most TDs and yards and everything, you still had Peyton Thorne. And, look, I got a Robbie Ashford jersey uh, <laughs> hanging up in the closet in there. So it's not like, you know, I hate right. the guy or anything. I, yeah. I, I want I want this football team to succeed. And and that's why I kind of got off on this rant. And and when I look at when I look at Coach Hugh Freeze and the comment that he made about Robbie is if he handles this right. I think mm-hmm. you're looking at remember Georgia, the throwing of the helmet and everything and and you know the little the short little temper tantrums and everything mm-hmm. like that. I think that's what Hugh Freeze is looking at and saying, Hey man, handle it right. Let's see if Peyton goes out against UMass, throws for 250, 270, all right, with a couple of touchdowns, how are you going to take it? Right. How are you going to take it? How are you going to sit over there on the sideline? And then when when I call your number, hey, nine, you're in the mm-hmm. game. How are you going to take it? Are you going to go in there? Are you going to sulk? All right. Are you going to get in the huddle and, and bring teammates down? Or are you going to go in there and ball out and say, hey, man, I deserve, I deserve 10 touches a game. All right. Mm-hmm. I deserve to have the ball in my hands also. And I think that's what Hugh Freeze meant by this is, are you going to lay down the rest of fall camp? Are you going to lay down this Saturday in in scrimmage number two? Or are Mm -hmm. you going to attack this opportunity? Be ready for the situation. Remember Mike G brought up a point the other night on their show is TJ Finley said when Bo Nix got hurt against Mississippi State, he wasn't ready because he laid down mentally. He wasn't ready. All right, He wasn't watching enough film. He wasn't ready. To to he didn't have the cohesiveness with the offensive line. All right, he he got in the uh, he got in the huddle and was stumbling his words and 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 sitting there and was like, hey, I was lost, I was lost. And right. Mike D made a great point. You beat South Carolina, you 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 beat Houston and win two out of those three games. You're the solidified starter right. for the 2022 mm-hmm. season. But you couldn't do it because you laid down mentally and you weren't ready. So Robbie Ashford has every opportunity to be ready because you never know you're making a trip down to Baton Rouge. And like you said, Peyton, Bro, you're, li- you're literally reading off what I wrote down. <laughs> Peyton Thorne would go down. All right. You never know. Like, like he could get nicked up or, or Hey, perfect example, Dustin helmet pops off. All right. Oh, yep. you got to come out for a play. All right. Let me tell you this. I, I was at this game, 2019 Oregon and Auburn in Dallas. All right. Third and one. Justin Herbert's helmet pops off. All right. What does Justin Herbert have to do? He has to go to the sideline, right? They bring in their backup. All right. What happened? Stuffed. All right. Fourth and one. You're stuffed. All right. Because what? You weren't ready. You weren't ready to come in. You didn't think Justin Herbert was going to have to come off the football field. You didn't. All right, so you're sitting over there going, yeah, man, like, I, you know, what are we doing when we get back to Eugene? Like, you know, we're beating, you know, we're beating Auburn right now. Like, you know, what party are we going to? You know, like, what are we doing tomorrow? Uh, and instead, Justin Herbert comes trotting off, and you got to go on, and you don't convert the fourth and one. You get stuffed. I think KJ Britt made that play. If if I'm was it was it KJ Britt? I think it was KJ Britt. I don't or Owen, Owen. Shout out to KJ. Or was it Owen? It might have been Owen that night. I can't remember. Uh, but. You know, just things like that, man. Just stay ready, mentally ready, stay watching film, and be prepared. And I I do think, Dustin, I do think Robbie is in the mindset to stay ready and say, hey, look, I come in in a goal line package or or inside the red zone. Look, man, you could be 
You could be third and one on the 11, all right? You you need a first down right here, and Robbie come in, all right? He can either give it or pull it. Be ready for that. All right. He could even he could even give the little the little uh the little QB power jab step. You remember carry on mm-hmm. uh, the little jump throw like Robbie could do something along those lines, like anything like that, man. Um, you know, just just stay ready for the moment, Robbie. Yeah, for sure. And holding as well. And when you talk about Robbie, um, and you kind of mentioned it there, you literally were, were reading all something I wrote down. Um <laughs> let let's say let, let's say that uh Peyton has a good Four games, five games. Let's say mm-hmm. that we start off. Uh, let's start off four and one. Mm-hmm. We beat A and M. We lose a close game to Georgia. But Peyton Thorne has looked good all five games, and he's a solidified starter. And then we're in a close game in Baton Rouge, and Peyton Thorne gets hurt. What have you done, Robbie Ashford? Have yeah. you laid down mentally, like you said? Mm-hmm. Have you laid down, like TJ alluded to, or will you be ready to go in Baton Rouge in that moment? Have you sat back when Peyton Thorne's getting player of the weeks and he's the toast of the town and all this kind of stuff, and you just throw up your hands and say, you know what, I never had a fair chance. He brought in Thorne. Do you sulk? Do you pout? Are you a little brat? Or do you buckle up your chin straps like a man, stay ready to roll, and when your number gets called, which if I was a betting man, I would say for one reason or another it will because we all know the stat at this point about how many SEC teams had to go to their backup for at least a start last year over half the conference. So odds are you're going to have to start and Mm -hmm. in a big game. So you're going to have to be ready to go. And when you get that chance, that will be your chance. That's a fact. So grab it when you, when that chance comes, because it will come just, just odds wise. You're going to need him to win football games. He's going to win a game for Auburn. Best athlete on our team. Yes. And Hugh said that. Hugh said, man, this dude is one of the greatest (laughs) athletes I've ever coached. He said, this dude is a freak. So you're like, Robbie's going to win a game for you. He's going to. Right. So, but listen, the decision has been made. Let's all get behind our guy, Peyton Thorne. He is a starting quarterback for Auburn week one, wishing him nothing but the best. Team QB, Team Peyton Thorne, all that stuff over here on the Up Tempo podcast. We're riding with you, baby. We're ready for you. Um, Blake, receiver talk, right? So another mm-hmm. thing that came out of Hugh Freeze's interesting press conference today was uh, he mentioned these guys as kind of their rotation. Mm-hmm. Jay Fair, VAR, both slot guys. Your guy, Shane Hooks. Cam, Brack, uh, Cam Brown returning to practice today. Thank the Lord. Please stay healthy, Cam. Amari Kelly. And look at this right here. Jay Fair, Cam Brown, Amari Kelly. Uh, Ryan Harson didn't do a lot good, but uh, I think all these guys were recruited by Ike Killard, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, good move there. Or whoever <laughs> recruited these guys, because all three of these guys were that they were all in the same class yeah. and they're all doing well. So we got something out of that whole debacle, I guess. And it's good to see Amari's name pop up here because mm-hmm. we've obviously Jay Fairs are making noise. Cam started making noise early last year. It's good to see Amari, the third guy in this class, pop in. Um, Jair Shorter, Nick Marner. This is funny right here. Three sophomores and then three seniors with one year of eligibility. But I like that mix. Uh, Caleb Burton as well, another young guy. So that, well, that's exciting right there, all those young guys in there. But that's kind of your rotation right here. Jay Fair, Shane Hooks, Cam Brown, Amari Kelly, Jair Shorter, Nick Marner, and Caleb Burton were all guys that Hugh mentioned as. These kind of guys are our guys right now in this wide receiver rotation. Uh, a little validation for your guys, Shane Hooks, Blake. Um, 
what so I guess what kind of sticks out to me here is this is a nice combination. You see the big guys with Jair Shorter, with Nick Marner, uh, with Cam Brown and Shane Hooks, and then you see your other guys. I think Amari is kind of the guy here that's kind of the, the middle guy that can do a little bit of everything. It'd be kind of fun to see where he falls. Um, Caleb, the slot guy, Jay, man, our slot guys are sick with Jay Fair and Bar and Caleb. If all these guys, if all these guys hit me, if this, if this Jay Fair hype is half of what it's become, the kid's going to have a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything, anything sent out to you here, Blake? Uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr. Not on the list, man. Mm-hmm. And, and I know the injury bug is guiding, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, I just, I wish he could get on the field, man. I had a lot of high praise for him. He's a speedster, and they say he's the fastest man on the team uh, and was really hoping to see him on this list. But I'll tell you what, and don't shy away from this, Auburn fans, because I've seen a lot of you do it, and a lot of you called Nick Mardner trash. Hmm. All right? A lot of reports come out saying that this dude, there was something that just wasn't right with him, right? And apparently he's working his ass off because – uh, he's been he's been getting a lot of time, and I think he caught a touchdown pass in the first scrimmage. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, from Robbie, from Robbie, yeah, yeah, from Robbie. All right, so I, I'm just not sure. Like th- there was things where like he got pushed down the depth chart, and like this Nick Mardner situation might not be it. It might not be working out. But all of a sudden, here he is, and I will take the size all day long. A uh, guy that can go up and get it. Uh, and I know he didn't have the best in at Cincinnati or whatever, but let's see let's see what he can do down here on the plains. And I, I'm just I'm happy for that guy because everybody was like, hey, he just might not be it. So this is why we went and got Jair shorter, right? Because uh, we thought Nick Marner might be the guy, but right. maybe he wasn't. But now you're starting to see Nick Marner creep back in there, and I'm excited for him, man. I, I'm I'm proud of the kid, you know. Like everybody just kind of felt like they were down on him there for a minute. And, uh, and to see him in the wide receiver rotation, uh, you know, I'm excited there. And then, obviously, Caleb Burton, I made a bold prediction that I think he's going to have 30 grabs on the year. I mm-hmm. think he's going to play his way onto the field more and more as the season goes on. And the kid committed and played for Ohio State. So, any kid that plays up there in that receiving system for the heart lines, uh, you know, I, I think uh, he's a damn baller. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And, obviously, Cam Brown. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just we got to have him. He he made an elite catch last year down in the end zone, going up and getting one. And I said, hey, I would love to see that more often. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Cam just just high pointing it, and and I think Auburn needs more of that. You know, we've mentioned that multiple times. Uh, Shane Hooks, I'm big on him, Dustin. Yeah, you know you that man. I, I think uh, they say he can do a little bit of it uh, of everything. So, uh, and obviously Var and Jay Fair. Uh, we know what VAR can do. Deadly uh, combo, brother. Yeah, and Jay Fair, man, if the hype is real. Uh, and, and, look, we've all we've always kind of been high on Jay Fair, right? You know, like you saw a little bit of him last year uh, and a little bit in that Western Kentucky game. You know, like Jay Jay got in there and and, uh, and he did some things that you really liked. And that's kind of when this ball started rolling, right? Everybody was like, hey, Jay Fair is a guy to watch next year, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – we just gotta catch the damn football, don't we? <laughs> yeah. we just gotta catch it, man. Just catch yeah. it. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I it's it's been it's been a struggle, man, and it's hard to bring it to words. Uh but I think this wide receiving core has a ton of talent. And it's not like you know, like last year. Look, <coughs> no shade towards shed, right? No shade towards shed. But Shed was a blocking wide receiver, all right, and and he was he was 
a guy that you saw going up for 50-50 balls at Penn State in 2021. Bo Nix throwing it to him down the sideline and it bouncing off his face mask, and you're just sitting here going, like, man, like, that's what we got, you know? Like, that that's the best we got? And I just don't think you're going to get that out of this receiving core. I think you're going to have some dudes, uh, you know, like if Bo Nix was to deliver that ball again and you got one of these guys down here, I think you come down with a reception that night. So yeah. that's what I'm most excited about is the size. And then you got your quick hitters like Jay Fair, Var, uh, Caleb Burton with the route running and everything. Uh, so uh, I'm excited about this group, brother. Yeah, me too. This is uh, but like I kind of alluded to, man. I'm starting to, uh, I'm starting to be worried. I think I the potential is definitely there. Um, you look at these injuries kind of piling up. Everybody's been alluding to that lately. Um, you're a couple more injuries away from going, but we're kind of getting short here. Um, now none of these are serious. Nobody's out for the year, so it's obviously one of the things where it can get cleaned up. And this is just the way fall camp goes. And it's it's funny to watch. It always seems like it's always a specific position group. Yeah, it's always one group that just gets decimated. But like I said, man, the thing that really sticks out to me here is the eligibility, the bounce by eligibility. Shane Hooks, Jair, and Nick Morner all on their last year, all yeah. super seniors or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then all the young guys. If if this works out where you get production out of Shane Hooks, out of Shorter, and out of Marner, and then you get and, and Vars Vars on his last uh, last year as well. He yeah. just won the transfer, so I lost him in there. But um, yeah, man, a lot of guys on their last go. So it's your last time to prove to the scouts what's up here. And I like this combination of size. I mean, these guys you brought in between Shorter, Shane Hooks, and Nick Marner, like the size is there. Um, yeah. And then Kevin Burton, Jay Fair, and and uh, Var in the slot. I like this balance, man. I do like this rotation. I think it's a step up. Like I do damn near every position group. I think we stepped up from last year. I think the floor is raised. Let's see. We're just going to have to yeah. see uh, when these bullets start flying, which luckily, as of recording, is 15 days away. So yes. not too much more speculation, Blake. But if you are speculating where to get your Auburn gear with the season right around the yeah. corner, stop. I've got the answer for you. Go to homepillapparel.com, use the code UPTEMPO, and you will get 15% off your first purchase. Come to the UMass game. Come talk to me at Tiger Walk. I'll be up by the tree on the corner. You know which one I'm talking about. Come holler at me. Come say hello. Let's take some pictures, man. Uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Come chop it up with me. And when you do, have a home field shirt on, bro. Like, like come on. There's going to be 88,000 people in this arena. You want to look the best. Now, Blake, let's say you've already got all the home field shirts mm -hmm. and you are one of our many new subs and you're saying to yourself dang man i kind of want a up tempo podcast shirt yeah man uh, let's, say that, let's say you were one of those people how could you make that happen and what uh, would you, it look like you can go over to the warreport.com and actually uh find yourself an up tempo level oh. up t-shirt all right this thing right here bang we want to thank the boys over there uh i will put a, a a link in the description uh down on this video and we will get that set up if you uh, would love to go over to that website um they're they're i tell you they're straight up comfortable man you got the war report hmm. uh podcast network logo over here on the left sleeve uh, and we have multiple colors, okay? It's just not the navy blue or anything like that. There's multiple colors. Go check it out. Like I said, they're super comfortable. They're soft. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm going to be wearing this thing to an Auburn game. <laughs> I mean, I am. I'm going to wear it uh, to, a, to an Auburn baseball game or whatever, man. Uh, 
just uh, sitting out in the in the sun and enjoying a nice day at Plainsman Park. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's it, thank thank you to the guys like Ike Jones uh, for coming up with this and B Will for doing the things that he does and and C Dub and obviously Mike G. We appreciate yeah. each one of those dudes uh, for letting us be a part of this network. Yeah, for sure. Guys, get over there and get that shirt, man. Blake just showed you. If you're listening on audio, go onto the War Report website. Check it out. Uh, black, charcoal, white, gray, the navy mm-hmm. blue, and orange, obviously. We've got all the different color combos there for you. Uh, hell of a good, hell of a looking shirt, man. That thing looks good. Yeah. So, like you said, man, shout out to the guys for putting that together for us. Um, we don't really have the time to do those kind of things. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it really does mean the world to us. And then uh, a lot of DMs, man, I get a lot of DMs. A lot of y'all are in the comments. How can we support? How, how can we support? Mm-hmm. buy them shirts we'll get a nice little cut of that buy them shirts and, and here's the thing that we try to tell y'all too all this money right now is getting pumped into this podcast every bit of it gas money trying to update equipment all this kind of stuff for all the things that we want to do we have so many plans that require money and just like you guys we're blue collar bro like i said we're not mm-hmm. we're not up there with the beat okay trying to get there help us get there and buy some shirts but yeah. there's a lot of this but you know that's a dream that's a goal that we're aiming for and we remember when we had 15 guys listening and now we have a thousand two thousand sometimes so we feel like we're on the way we love all of y'all for rocking with us man if you want to get one of those shirts that's one of those ways you can support another way that you can support mm-hmm. these memberships bro it's about that time blake not this friday this friday i'll get in my last baseball game of the year i'll be going to the blue wahoos first my montgomery biscuits well my blue wahoos excuse me pensacola but i say the montgomery biscuits because that is my devil rays i still call mm. them the devil rays that's my devil rays minor league team but that will be my last baseball game for the year because the following friday i will be at baker high school to check out our guy bryce kane and from that point on, I will be at a high school game damn near every Friday, obviously barring some kind of family emergency or something like that. I will be at a game every single Friday. And the way you can get all that content, the way you can get my live podcast or whatever you want to call it afterwards uh, will be by signing up for the JV squad, the varsity squad. Man, you got to get in here and get these memberships, bro. The varsity squad is where it's at. You get the recruiting updates. You will get to play us an Xbox. Madden's coming. I got Madden downloading right now. Uh, literally right now um watch the film auburn baseball style just share those awesome shirts we got to put the code together but uh there will be discounted merchandise we never got to get the code live on the website and all that kind of stuff um so yeah man you want to get on these memberships if you can't do 5.99 a month 3.99 a month helps us out tremendously like i said it's just going to go in the gas tank to go to these games for you guys get you know get all the recruiting content or get up to auburn and get the content you know whatever we got to do uh these things cost money, man. Microphones, all this kind of stuff. It costs money to run this podcast. And uh, so if you want to help us out, if you want to support, man, those are kind of the, uh, the ways you can do it. And you get stuff out of it, too. So be look on that for like the next we got what around seven or eight people signed up right now. Yeah. Uh, so for all y'all that are signed up right now, you're going to start getting stuff in the next week next weekend you'll kind of start seeing that stuff pop up on your on the feed it'll show up as members only all that i'm also probably gonna have to break down and create an ig so i can go live at some of these things (laughs) that kind of stuff man i've been avoiding that for um as long as i possibly could but uh and then last announcement before we get into our best case worst case scenario next tuesday 7 p.m august 22nd you don't want to miss it Mm. our guys at the warport network will be popping in there's a bunch of pop-in guests man um, we're going to get everybody's thoughts. It's the kickoff classic. We're calling it kickoff special kickoff bonanza. I don't care what you want, <laughs> but, uh, we're going to kick this thing off, man. We've got our QB one, the depth chart. We'll have another scrimmage by then. Things will really kind of be established. Mike G Ike Jones, Harrison Tarr, 
Jake Crane, all going to join us. All-star lineup, bro. All-star lineup. You're going to want to get in here, get everybody's takes. We want to get everybody in here, comment. We'll pull your comments up. We're very excited about it. It's our first live show. So we want you guys to show up and show out. And look, we want to build a community because like I've alluded to two or three times already, me and Blake are fans. Y'all know that. We want to build a community of fans. We're not going to we just love Auburn. I think that's pretty obvious. We want to get you guys taste, get in here. We just want to build a community of people that love Auburn, can get along, act right. There's no need to argue over who your quarterback was and all that kind of stuff, man. Uh, let's really yeah. represent the Auburn family and, and do this damn thing. Next Tuesday, 7 p.m. And we ain't always going to agree on things, right? Like, like, hey, here you go. I was Peyton Thorne. Dustin was Robbie Ashford. Okay. Right. Like we're not always going to agree. And as fans, like, like I know you guys aren't going to agree with everything we have to say. We love the comment section, man. We always try to get in there and try to reply as much as we possibly can. Uh, so I, I appreciate each and every one of you who do leave the comments and, and smash the like button and the subscribe button and the membership joining uh, from your desktop version, uh, we we greatly appreciate it. Uh, it means the world to us. So uh, keep keep pumping us up and and giving us uh, some things to talk about because I love responding. DMs are always open. I know my boy Tanner. He just DM'd me about Cam uh, and and where he might commit. Where do we think? Uh, how do we feel about Auburn? Uh, so I know he he literally just DM'd <laughs> me while we we're recording this. So um, we'll talk about that soon. And I know I'll be getting back to Tanner here shortly. Uh, but yeah, man, yeah. Uh, a lot of great, a lot of great people uh, in 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 our in our group already. And Bob, uh, reaching out to us, wanting to send us something, uh, we just greatly appreciate you guys. I mean, uh, it, it's just a blast to talk about Auburn sports with each and every one of you. So yeah. thank you uh, for following us and and taking time out of your day to watch us. Yeah, a uh, shout out to my guy Spencer Benson. Spencer Benson DM me just said, "Hey guys, y'all are killing it. Uh, love the show." And Spencer, appreciate you, brother. Like that means the world to us, man. We're out here grinding, hustling, and just those little yep. comments. Some days can really keep us going. Um, had a very had a very long day today. It's eight o'clock Thursday night, and we're we're out here recording an hour deep. So really appreciate the support, guys. And one and a one day one, Miss Devin. Yeah, for sure. Day one, day one. Uh, yeah. Was always was, tweeting us out. Yeah, was tweeting us out when we were audio only. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah for like, sure. Yeah. James Burnett, all y'all guys, man, for real. We love everyone. And we're missing, we're missing people for sure. Uh, but everybody that supports us, man, just watching like the memberships help, but just watching the video and liking and subscribing. Yeah. Just liking and subscribing. Now, on the subscribing, been a bad week. Last week had over 100 subs, 150 subs, something crazy. This week we've had like eight. Come on now, hit that damn button for trying us. Trying to get so, the 1K. Trying, trying to get, to get trying to get the 1K. Y'all know the deal. Last uh last segment of the night, Blake. We're going to do a little best case, worst case scenario for Auburn in 2023. So, mm -hmm. and this kind of goes back to this little segment, the, the little spiel that you gave as far as people were asking, how do we go 10 and 2? And you touched on some of that. But there's another side to that. What if we go, how do we go 4 and 8? Big game boomer. Thanks for going 3 and 9. Oh, man. Big game boomer. Let me tell, oh, cool. I'm glad you mentioned this. Let me talk to what he it. said. I know what he said. Um, <laughs> Oh man, oh man. Um, I get first off, I've never seen the guy's face. So and you know, <laughs> you know my stance on people that don't put their faces in now. Your name ain't big game boomer. What's your name? Show me your face. I don't know it, but never I'm Dustin Smith, up tempo podcast. You see me right here. It's my face. <laughs> but uh, but nevertheless, man, big game boomer, shut your mouth, brother. I'm so sick of seeing I'm so sick of seeing your tweets. And it's all fun. It's all I, I hear he's a cool guy. 
Um, it's all fun and games. It's just sports Twitter. But come on, bro. Three and nine or whatever you said. I saw that stupid tweet. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll start us off, Blake. I'll paint a scenario, a doomsday scenario. Now, likelihood of this, small. This is not my prediction. Our predictions will come on the official, our official Auburn predictions record will come next week. But how could we go four and eight? I don't see a three and nine anywhere in there. I don't. But how could we go four and eight, five and seven again? Um, to me, this is pretty, pretty simple. Can't stop the damn run, can't get pressure on the quarterback, not running the ball well on offense. To me, those are the things because whoever the quarterback is, I feel like. We're going to show up on Saturday with the game plan of establish the run. The, the, when Auburn shows up every Saturday this year, number one on offense will be blow them off the line. Now, if something is seen on film where maybe this team is out their top three safeties, sure, we can take advantage of that. That will be put into the game plan. I understand how that works. But overall, the strength of this team is the running back room. Hugh Freeze has made no bones about that. He has said, this is my best room. Jarquez is my best guy. You hear about guys like Cobb making noise. This running back room is stupid deep. I said the other day, the best one we passed since 2003. Stand mm-hmm. by that. That's going to pan out. So we're going to show up. We're going to run the ball. So I'm not too much. I won't say I'm not too much worried about quarterback. I just see a game plan to where we can win with all three guys. So to me, I say, okay, that kind of eliminates quarterback. Last year, a team like Alabama, if I was doing this for Alabama, I would have said, worst case scenario, Bryce Young gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Or or there's been years for Auburn, right? Worst case scenario, I would have said it last year. Worst case scenario, one of these quarterbacks doesn't figure it out. Kind of what happened. Coaching was really more of the problem. But mm-hmm. I, what my point is, last year, the quarterback play played into more of my concern for the team. This year, I think we will be able to establish a run. Therefore, I think that the pressure on the quarterback is less. Similar to Peyton Thorne's 11-2 and year. That was a run first team. He just had to manage the game. I think that's the plan for this team. But worst case scenario, all this talk about offensive line ain't it. Worst case scenario, all these transfer offensive linemen don't come together. And then you can't establish the run. And then... You're not stopping the run on defense, and you're not getting pressure on the quarterback. So teams like Arkansas and Ole Miss are doing what they did to you last year, and they're running it down your throat. But let's say that you're not able to run the ball like you were versus Ole Miss last year. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. It all, to me, is about the run game, offense and defense for Auburn. And then before I get your answers on this, Blake, on the schedule, worst-case scenario – is that three-game stretch staring at us of A&M, Georgia, and um, LSU? Yep. And obviously, you got to beat Cal, but like I said the other night, I just the more we get closer to that, just the more that I look at the Pac-4 and go, whatever. The Pac-4. But um, <laughs> well, the Pac-Tank Bigsby, I mean, like, come on, dog. What are, we, what are y'all doing over there? Like, whoever your commissioner is, is the definition of reactionary. Like, like I bro. They got caught, got caught sleeping. Got caught sleeping, dude. You've got to be on the move, bro. You've got to be proactive. But um, I think that the worst case would be starting off three and zero, and then losing those three games and being three and three. Because regardless, because I said a month ago, right, that I don't think that's the like for me personally. If we were sitting at three and three, I would say, okay, like 
I would be pissed. Wouldn't be ideal losing three weeks in a row. That would mean you had a bye week in there, so you really haven't won a game in four freaking weeks. That would be tough. Mm-hmm. But I point out 2009, where we went started 5-0, and lost three games, and still finished 8-5. and And I pointed out everybody would be happy with 8-5 and this year, at least if you were reasonable. Mm-hmm. But – if you go, but I just know this fan base, and I think that this fan base is crazier than it was in 09. So if you start off 3-0, all the hype will be through the roof. You can't control it. It just will be. Then you lose them next three games. I think the noise would turn up, and all of a sudden you're 3-3 three and three with a whole bunch of noise and Lane freaking Kiffin coming into town in a game that has implications beyond football. Mm-hmm. Me and you have laid out all summer why we cannot lose to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So, boy, if you lose those three games in a row, haven't won a game in a month, and then you roll into that Ole Miss game, Blake, the noise, not you're not hot seat. No, I'm not seeing nothing like that, but just the negativity around this fan base and that all of a sudden you're looking at Ole Miss like, Oh, we got to win this one. Mm -hmm. And we got to win next week versus Mississippi state and get back on track. Then it gets scary. So on the flip side of that schedule wise, best case scenario, just come out of those first six games, four and two, just find a way to win a and M Georgia or LSU. I don't care if it's four and oh, this is probably the most likely scenario under this. If it's starting off four and oh, and then you drop the next two, to me that's fine because then you're sitting there at four and two with half your season to go. You only need two more wins. You can split and get to seven at that point, right? And I think for the way that schedule is lined up, you probably won't split if you get to four and two. I think you could legitimately go four and two in those last six games and get to eight and freaking four, which would just be – that ain't three and nine, is it, big game boomer? So – to me, best case scenario, it, 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 man, that AM game is just staring us in the face, bro. It's staring us in the face is that game. Go into college station, win that game. But if I, it's all about establishing the run. Stop, just be, just be decent on defense. Just generate enough pass rush and create turnovers. That's another big thing. Worst case scenario, you don't create no damn turnovers. Best case scenario, you're up in the turnover margin versus last year. I think now under your best case scenario, I think you can you could really if you come out and establish the run and Peyton Thorne establishes himself as a starter and 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 you start getting some pass rush and you and you're at least top half of the SEC in defense. Say you're sixth or seventh, you can win eight nine games. You really can. I don't see a world where you can get the ten. I just don't. We've talked about that before. But I do think that you can get eight or nine if everything kind of goes right. I do see a path. It's unlikely. I have faith in this offensive line. But I do have my questions about pass rush. I do have my questions about stopping the run. And those kind of things will negate how great that secondary is if you don't do those things consistently. So to me, that would be the route of us finishing four and eight, five and seven. I think, Blake, and we'll give this prediction again next week, I think we fall somewhere in the middle of that. Mm Mm-hmm. What is the ceiling and what is the floor to you? I'm saying ceiling, not a three, floor, four, and eight. Man, yeah. I, look, is there a way to win nine games? Absolutely. Um, I, I think this team is going to be around seven and five, eight and four. And I don't think you can be mad at that. Uh, worst case scenario for Auburn is I think you, you fly out to California and you lose. Ooh, that'd be tough. 
Yep. Uh, and the reason I say that is because then everything's going to start swirling. Uh, with if you mm. can't beat Cal, right? Uh, then you got to go play A and M at A and M. All right. Do I think it happens? No. Uh, I don't. Like I don't think we fly out to Cal and lose. All right. All right but that would um, be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. But I do think that is worse. Like, mm. like, because bro, if you lose to them, like, eh, then I'm starting. I'm <laughs> sitting here going, well, damn. Like, I thought we were going to beat Mississippi State, and <laughs> right, like, right, I yeah. beat Mississippi State, and and uh, Arkansas looks really, really tough. Yeah. Then, yeah. so like, and then I started having my doubts about Lane Kiffin and having to throw a golf ball and mustard bottles at him. So, <laughs> uh, like, you know, I, I just I think that's that's worst case scenario, like from the schedule side of things. Now, I agree with you on stopping the run. I think the worst case is if you start piling up injuries in this front seven, mm-hmm. uh, because we already know this is a place where we lack depth. Right. Yes. Uh, so if you start having guys, you know, drop like flies, then I'm sitting here scratching my head going, oh, boy, like we're getting thin. Uh, it's already a concern of can we stop the run? Can we improve on things that we couldn't stop last year? Can we get off the field on third down? Uh, you know, cutting down the, the just the the simple mistakes and and like Owen like overrunning the play last year and everything, mm-hmm. just taking himself out of the play and everything like that. Uh, so, you know, we got to stay healthy. That's that's the that's the worst case for me. Is like uh, if we start dropping like flies, man, we're in trouble. Uh, so I look over on the offensive side of the ball, uh, and and let me go back to best case scenario. Um, on the defense, and and I think that is if uh, Justin Rogers from Kentucky comes out and has a year, right? Mm. Like I think I think if he comes out and eats, uh, causes double teams on, on that line, uh, yeah. and, and he lets others free up and eat, uh, I, I think that is that is something like you said, creating pass rush, right? Uh, Justin Rogers is going to force a double team, and I think he's going to free up a lot of opportunities. I do. I, I feel good about it, man. I know a lot of people don't. But I do feel good about it, man. I think we got some dudes up there, but we got to stay healthy, right? Yeah. Uh, best case scenario, I'm looking over at Peyton Thornton on, on the offensive side of the ball. Is if he comes out and he's the guy, and we get that 2021 version, and and our receivers come out and and they showcase what kind of talent they do have, and they're they're catching the football and they're making plays down the field. That is the big thing for me. Auburn has to go down the field this year. We have to stretch the field vertically. We got to have some home run hitters, bro. That's a big thing for me this year, Dustin. Yeah. I want to I want to see home run hitters. I want to see us go on a four play drive, bro, and and bang a fifty two yard strike. All right, yeah. kind of like you remember LSU a couple years ago when when Finley had that day. You know when when uh, he was the quarterback at LSU and we hit Schwartz, yeah. I think it was over the top or yep. and all that stuff. Uh, look, I want to see I want to see plays like that, man. Home run balls, like I want to see quick hitters, man, and 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 you know popping a screen play for 30, 40 yards. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I think you know I, I look at the schedule and and my best case scenario is you go to Cal, you win. You go to A and M, you win. Let's say you drop Georgia and LSU, and then you come back off of those two losses and you beat Ole Miss, all right? You beat Ole Miss, you turn around, you beat Mississippi State. The two Mississippi schools have got to be wins. If you beat those two, then we're talking about you're rolling, okay? You're rolling. Now I'm sitting here going, hey, man, like, Arkansas is going to have a day up there. Like, I don't know if they can beat us, you know? Uh, You're looking at – 
probably eight and four. Possibly, if you go up there and, and take care of Arkansas, you might be guaranteed nine and three. Mm-hmm. And that Iron Bowl, let's say that some of that voodoo magic dust comes swirling in. Hey, I'm just saying, the two Mississippi schools and A and M. Yeah. If you get it done at A and M, and then you turn around and and you coming off two losses and you beat Lane Kiffin. I don't think Mississippi State can handle us in Jordan here. All right. Yeah. I, I just don't. Like, every, too much has happened over there in the past year for Mississippi State. Too, too many new additions, everything, uh, losing the Pirate. Man, I, I just think that's going to be way too much to overcome. It's going to be a tough year for them. Yeah, man. I, I just think they they drop back a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, those those three games, the two Mississippi states, uh, the two Mississippi schools, and Texas A and M, man. Uh, if you if you win those three, I think you're looking at a hellacious year for Auburn football. I think you are uh, getting back on the right side of things. I had a buddy text me a while ago, and he said, "Blake, how much longer?" And I said, "I don't I don't think it's going to be long, brother. I really don't. I, I I just I think the staff is recruiting at such a high level." And uh, I, I think that there's a lot of swirl in the program and, and the university of getting this thing turned around, man, and, and getting it back on the right track. So um, I'm, I'm just excited for September 2nd, man. I'm excited yeah. for Hugh to come down Tiger Walk. I'm excited for this fan base. I'm excited for the players. I want to get that through y'all real quick before we get out of here. Is I'm excited for the players. I said it about the guys the other night. This is their last ride. I'm tired of these seniors having to go through losing freaking seasons, man. It's not Auburn. It's not what I grew up watching. All right. I grew up watching dudes that that won 10 games, Dustin, that went and played in national championships. Beat Alabama. Yeah. Beat Alabama. All right. Six in a row, man. Like, like that's what I grew up on. Right. And when I was coming up, we were the king of the state of Alabama. Like, like we were running the show. Mm-hmm. We were the ones beating our chest. We were the ones going out to Southern California and playing. All right. We were playing the big dogs, bro. It was about beating LSU, remember? Yeah. It was about beating LSU and then being in the driver's seat for the West. And and that's what I want to get back to. We might look, we're never gonna catch Alabama. Right. We're just not. All right. We're never not in our lifetime. We're not gonna catch Alabama. They're the greatest college football program of all time. But I, I can tell you this we can get right there with them. We can get on a level playing field. All right. And we've seen it and we've seen it in the past decade. Like mm-hmm. we can get on the same playing field. And that's what I want to see. I want to see these seniors, man, go out and with a with a winning uh season and them to look back, like I said the other night, for them to look back in years down the road and say, Hey man, I laid that groundwork. I'm the one who poured that concrete and and made that foundation. So one hundred percent. Let's not have a senior class like Luke Dill alluded to that uh never beats Georgia. Yep. Come on, man. That, like you said, that's not Auburn. That's not the Auburn that that we grew up on. We're not going to ever be Alabama or or Michigan or some of these teams. But for one, we're not scared to play them. Yep. Uh, we found that out this summer when all when all the Auburn fans were like, "We're not playing Georgia, possibly." We were we were pissed. No yep. sir, give us yep. the top two programs because those are our mm-hmm. rivals. We don't care. So you can take pride in the fact that you're not as good as them historically, but you're not scared. And yep. you, you start getting them Perry Thompson and Demarcus Riddick's from them, and guess what happens? A couple yeah. years down the line, and things start looking a little bit different. And me and you have said many times there are a lot of parallels between where Alabama is with Nick Saban and where Auburn is right now with Hugh Freeze, as to where it was whenever Paul Bear Bryant was on top, and then Pat Dye was hired. There's just a yep. lot of parallels there. The timing is where those guys are in their careers at Alabama. There's so much stuff there. 
to where it's like, man, if that that's a possibility, that is a, that is a big possibility. Mm-hmm. So it's right there for the taking, mm-hmm. man. And we're freaking 15 days away from it. Finally kicking off, dog. So it's just, <laughs> it's, man, this has been the yeah. long every summer, dude. You're like, this was the worst one. And I have, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, this summer has just been this Saturday, dude. Like this coming Saturday is going to be miserable. Hey, it's going to suck ass, dude. I'm I this last Saturday, I just sat around like, uh, what's happening on the scrimmage? That's okay, Dustin. That's okay because next week we got Vanderbilt and Hawaii in a kickoff on week zero, baby. Vanderbilt. This ain't betting advice, all right, but Vanderbilt mm-hmm. minus 18 and a half. <laughs> I take you, you take that hammer and you hammer <laughs> that some bitch, all right? Because Vandy, baby, they're missing the end zone in their stadium, but they are going to be running all over the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, all right? Hammer I it. What I'm watching. I'm watching New Mexico State and UMass. I got Scout with the new baby. We yeah, play both of go. them. There you go. That's we a good play one. both of them. I want to see what's up. And I'm kind of ain't gonna lie to you. I'm kind of I'm kind of a UMass fan now after hollering at our boy Nathan. You know, obviously yeah. not. Obviously not. Uh, we won for us, but we'll scout, yeah. those, we'll scout those boys out, man. But we're we're right there, guys. We're right there. Uh, like this video, subscribe to the channel. As of recording, we're at 775. So this weekend, let's let's. Let's cruise over 800. I think yeah. we can do that. I think that's very reasonable. Uh, Blake, my final my final words. Uh, this is the year. Peyton Thorne is focused. Now listen to me. If you go to my Twitter, I have said, if you tweet this, I'm blocking you. Yeah. I've blocked five people so far today. <laughs> yeah. And I have no beef with you guys. But I have said, if I see this tweet, I'm blocking your ass. <laughs> and I'm not unblocking you. Yeah. I'm not. Come on. New jokes, guys. New jokes. No more. Blake talked about this whole Bo Nix TJ thing. People still argue about this in our comments. Yeah, it's You're weird, still dude. still arguing about a QB battle for two quarterbacks that don't even attend the university. TJ's enrolled at Texas State or wherever in the world he went. And then Bo's up there wearing freaking laser tag glow in the dark uniforms every week for mm-hmm. Oregon. Okay. So they're they're not they're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not. Let's quit. Let's quit. Please don't be in our comments with that crap anymore. You might get up. You know what? I will block you from our YouTube. <laughs> At least I will hide your comments. I where we can't see your comments. Yeah. If you come at me with this Bo Nick TJ family crap. I get that crap out of our comments. Um, but yeah, please, no more with that joke. And then I wanted to hit on this when you talked about the Mike G thing. I know people are going to say, oh, well, you're just coming to defend your guys. No, I'm going to defend every damn body, even some of the people that haven't been that nice to me and Blake on the beat. Because believe it or not, there that is a thing. Some people feel like somehow or another our construction working asses are coming to take their spot. I don't really get it. But, then you know, I mean, I guess it's flattering because you might be threatened. But I won't get off on anybody's case. I will just show them love. Everybody on the Auburn beat, bro, like – they have a job to do. Mm-hmm. There's no agenda. There's no agenda. I can promise you, we talk to these guys. Some of y'all do too. They're just trying to do their job. They're trying to collect all the information that they can collect and then present it to you the best they can. And if you know how fans react, just waiting to catch one little slip up so they can dunk on somebody, you're really careful. You're really careful. And there's a lot of stuff, and tonight's episode's a great example of things that can't be said. 
I know a lot of things about some of the topics that were said tonight that I can't say. Would it make for a great episode? Would our stuff pop? For sure. But you have a responsibility. You won't want to burn your sources. There's all kinds of things that go into this. Me and Blake know some things, and everybody on the beat does. They're, they all know more than us, right? They're Everybody on the beat, everybody knows stuff that could burn Auburn. That could burn Auburn. That could burn people out. Like, that's just the way that works. But they care about Auburn or they care about the professionalism of their job. Stop attacking reporters, bro. Stop doing it. They have a job to do. If you see some clown stuff, like an Adam Scheffner, whenever the kid from Ohio State died, got ran over on the side of the road, and Adam yeah. Scheffner, Adam Scheffner tweeted about his career being a bust when it's when your reporting is deaf. If you see something clownish like that, if you see uh, 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 anything that Pete Thamel ever says, then yes, get them. But like if like if somebody like Pete Thamel shows his true colors, then get them. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, man, like you got to leave some of these guys alone. And I'm and I and I'm saying on the beat period because I don't want it to seem like I'm just coming to my friend's defense. Like, bro, come on. These guys have a job to do. They're trying to get the best information they can. It they're trying to get information out of close scrimmages on Saturday. They're cultivating sources, texting players, texting coaches. They're getting the best that they can, and they're doing it for you. You want the info. So don't don't smash them. Don't don't go. And if they do get it wrong, okay. Well, if they report every day and they miss on one, happens, man. Are you perfect yep. at your job? So just understand, right. like, these guys have a job to do, and it's not as easy as you think it would be. And sometimes sometimes you know something, and it would really help your point to just say the truth, but you kind of have to dance around it to protect Auburn or to protect a player or to protect a coach. That's just a reality in this business. And like you said, when you're talking about Mike, you don't see a lot of stuff behind the scenes. You don't see the content that is cut out of the firesides to save a player from some trouble. Like you don't. Or, and maybe they didn't say anything bad, but maybe it just could be misconstrued. Yeah. You don't see all the stuff that goes into this. I promise you these people care about Auburn. And even if they don't care about Auburn, they care about their job and their reputation and want to do it the right way. So I do think that's always something to remember. Mm, good stuff, Dustin. Good stuff. Uh, well, Dustin, we'll wrap this one up. We appreciate each and every one of you for joining us. And uh, it's it's been a heck of a week, and we're one day closer. So with that being said, uh, catch us this weekend. Uh, we will uh, – what are we going live, Sunday? Yeah, so that's good. The- glad you said that. One last thing. I know we've done a bunch of announcements tonight. Um, we're probably going to switch up the dates. The Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing was just a thing that we did – because we, when we signed with the network, we were trying to pump out extra content. If you're with us mm-hmm. uh, from the early, you know that we did two episodes a week. We wanted to pump it up to three, uh, help the algorithm out, all that kind of stuff, just get more videos out there for us. Um, so we settled on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What's happening with this Monday thing is like we're the last ones to react to the news. So we're the we're the tenth podcast to talk about a commitment, and those episodes just aren't hitting. So. We're going to probably go, uh, we're probably going to come on Sunday, just drop our episode. After we get done recording it Sunday, reacting to the scrimmage. Hopefully, we get a big time commitment this weekend. Talk about that. So, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll probably put that one out Sunday. And then there might be an adjustment. And let us know in the comments, DM us. What do you guys think? Is Monday going to be too late for a reaction show from a Saturday game? Because I yeah. feel like there's going to be a lot of guys going live for reactions and all that. We won't do that because we're probably going to be on some World Report stuff post game. Um, but 
just kind of holler at us. Like, when would you like to see it? Uh, if it, what works best for you guys? Because these Monday episodes just aren't, they're not doing it. There's a big number in the, uh, a big difference in the numbers on our Wednesdays and Fridays versus our Mondays. So we're kind of trying to figure that out. And we feel like it's because we're the last ones to react to some of this weekend news. So be on the lookout Sunday morning, that Monday day will probably change. I just don't see us dropping a reaction yeah. video to a football game like 36 hours after the game. We'll probably have that up yeah. Sunday and we'll figure out maybe we do something else on Monday. We're trying to figure out, we'll see how this live show goes next Tuesday. Figure out a night once a date for the live show. So listen, ton of announcements tonight because we got lots of shit going on. So yeah. appreciate all you guys for support with us, rocking with us, man. Be on the lookout for that uh, episode Sunday. It'll just drop in your algorithm. It'll be on your descriptions, however that works with YouTube. And uh, we'll holler at you, go uh, home field, all that kind of stuff. See you guys uh, this weekend. War damn Eagle. War damn.